Welcome to the third year of our podcast produced by the School of Humanities and Social Science in the College of Human and Social Futures at the University of Newcastle in Australia. Our school is dedicated to assisting our students to become critical thinkers, enabling them to appreciate and understand the world around them. Our researchers examine all facets of what it means to be human. We form partnerships with like-minded groups and researchers. In 2021, our Human Experience podcast will present conversations with our writers, historians, literary studies scholars, sociologists and anthropologists. In these discussions, we will explore the secret to successful creative writing, the international field of crime fiction, the intriguing history of war corpses, the state of religion in Australia and in global perspective, the health and well-being of young Indigenous Australians, the experiences of sex workers and exploitation, and finally, what does it mean to talk about a global history of Australia? We are excited to speak to some of the leading researchers in our school about their current work and future directions. So join us for these thought-provoking conversations with our humanities and social science scholars who are helping to improve the human experience through their research. Hey everyone, I'm Shaylee. I'm a lived experience researcher with a disability inclusion advocacy organisation called CEDA in Newcastle. I also work and study at the university doing this autoethnography research with my colleagues Kate and Lauren and I'm studying a Bachelor of Social Work in between. Okay, everyone. I... I'm a researcher with a disability. I work with patients and youngest great project with doing autoethnography. I also represent as a peer and I do some work Thanks, Lauren and Shaylee, my two wonderful colleagues. Uh, I'm Kate. I'm an academic here at University of Newcastle. Uh, I teach human services. Um, I'm also a researcher um, and do quite a bit of research around uh, mental health, disability and uh, social justice and social inclusion. Um, I am also a member of Community Disability Alliance Hunter CEDA, um, which is kind of one of the shared points between Lauren and Shaylee and I, um, and I'm a real believer and advocate uh, for peer-led work and lived experience research, and Shaylee will tell us a bit about that in a moment. 
Uh, so this year, Lauren and Shaylee and I have been working together on a project. We've been using autoethnography, which is where we use our own stories and experiences as the data. And we've been exploring uh, inequalities, power, uh, social justice in relation to experiences of disability and mental illness. Um, and it's been amazing. Uh, we've all come to the conclusion that this has been a really transformative research uh, process for us and that's why we wanted to share a bit about our work and our learnings today. Um, so Shaylee, can you please tell us a little bit about this um, very interesting term that we throw around a lot that means a lot to us. Um, what's lived experience research and why is being a lived experience researcher important? Would love to and it's my favourite topic obviously. So um, yes yeah, so on the surface lived experience research is incorporating your own lived experience of your social and cultural um, interconnections um, and identity within the research that you do. You may have lived experience around the topic that you're actually researching or engaged in. Um, so for example being a lived experience researcher to me means I have lived experience of a disability. I'm autistic and also have a physical disability of cerebral palsy. And part of that is using and incorporating my own lived experience into the research that I do um, and framing it within my own lens because lived experience research is so important um, because you're able to get a greater understanding of the topics you're talking about within advocacy, within power and oppression, if you're the one who has that experience of, of yourself. It's also really important in um, academia because often we've been left out of the responses of the academic narrative within journals and within participation because at best glance, people assume that um, we're not interested in being able to use our own lived experience within research. And at worst, people assume that we're incapable because we have that lived experience in, in research. So lived experience research is important um, because it's framing and shaping the way that we want to do academic study differently. And it shows that there is real opportunity for people with lived experience of disability to be able to work in this space. Yeah. Um, so in saying that, because we all have our own experiences and, and stories, um, I just wanted to ask you, Lauren, what's it been like sharing your story using autoethnography? Well, first of all, empowering exercises every part of I felt that I was empowered and active to in the past I have been 
Yeah, so so capturing capturing your your story for you has given you um, such a sense of empowerment and control around your own research and challenges, like underlying assumptions um, about disability, and and especially in those big structures that we that we do in in our research. Yes. I um I feel quite emotional <laughs> listening listening to you both Lauren and Shaylee um and and I think you know that's a really nice thing to embrace you know so often in research and academia and and practice uh, more broadly we kind of um feel this need to switch ourselves off from the emotions and feelings in the work that we do. Um, And I think in this space, we've really embraced the fact that we're humans um, with strengths and complexities and scars and problems. And um, it's really lovely to just feel stuff and you know I have a bit of a tear in my eye listening to your stories and experiences but um it's a real thrill to feel that emotion and to have it be okay in this space yeah I love that we get to Mm -hmm. to honor our experiences with the writing that we've been doing um and seeing out like for me seeing my experience on on paper like the the things that I've gone through that I get to deconstruct and 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 understand that's been that's been such a major 
experience because it's transformative. It is in its because we have to talk ownership over our over our work. Sorry. Yeah, and we've we've talked a lot in this um throughout our work, haven't we, about uh, the fact that people people with disability, but I think many many people who have been marginalised or experienced social injustice have been historically treated as research subjects or research participants. And part of what we wanted to do was flip that on its head and um, and reclaim some of that power. And as you say, Lauren, you know, explore the kind of emancipatory potential of research. Um, for, for me, uh, as, as someone who, you know, my daily work is in the academic space and doing research, and I've done research for many years, um, it has really been transformative to kind of put myself in that vulnerable position of sharing stories and I thought it was really important to do that because for so many years I have um, asked people about their stories and experiences and analysed those stories as data um, and I've always tried to do so really sensitively and thoughtfully um, but it is really powerful to kind of to have put myself in that position of being the one telling the story and putting my stuff out there and um and and for me that's been sharing stories about my experiences with mental illness it's not something that I usually talk about much in my work um but it has yeah for, for me it's felt like an opportunity to take something that has been I don't know, I guess a bit of a, a problem in, in my life and to look at it as a strength and a source of resilience and a source of connection with both of you as well. I, um, yeah, that's been amazing. Mm. Um, Lauren and Shaley, maybe, maybe our kind of final, uh, our final pieces of wisdom, um, could we each share an important lesson you know what's something that we've learned or we'd want people to kind of take away from our experiences maybe Shaylee yeah so um within this work we talk about um systems of oppression in education in work in with our support workers all of that so it's really really important to have safety um because we are delving into really um, often quite painful topics so that we have to be mindful that there there is a lot of trauma when um, when we start having these conversations and unpacking it ourselves um, so I think what's really really important for for us is to have that sense of safety and collaborate with one another because we are such a small team and connect with one another and be transparent that um that it's that it's okay and we are going to support each other when when really kind of quite painful things things come up um so that's one one kind of thing that I 
I immediately think of is we've done this so sensitively. Um, we've done this with complete respect um, to each other's experiences. Um, and I think that's really fostered the way we've all written and the way um, this research project has come about. So, and such important lessons there for lived experience research, but for all research, right? You know, about yeah. how we care for ourselves and each other. Yeah. Lauren, was there um, something you wanted to share about your lessons and takeaway messages? Well, I think it's brilliant with so powerful. However, I think it's the way we can go to the research. It was easier to do a collaborative rebuilding. We had to tell us back we weren't alone. We could be vulnerable in a shape space. And I think that's powerful when you can get in Logophy, also talking about painful experiences. Yeah, it's such an important starting point, isn't it? I mean, in this project, we didn't start any any kind of formal research until we had established how we would care for ourselves each other how we would communicate um, I really loved the principle that we had um, around acceptance you know accepting that you know we all have ups and downs in our lives and health issues and you know what whatever it is and that, um, that we accepted that we would all need different time and have different ways of working and that was okay. It made it such a lovely environment. Oh, it's so great, especially for like a point of, of future research. Yes, we did have a deadline, but it, it showed that we were able to be flexible um, with each other's experiences and what's going on in our life. It just takes patience and it takes accountability as well holding each other accountable but still being sensitive to the things that that are going on um, in our life and I think that's definitely something I would want to take away for future research is um, provide opportunity for lived experience researchers in this in this space um, and work with them to create that inclusive work environment this is the best project that um, I've been on because we were able to um, acknowledge everyone's inclusive needs and, and life, <laughs> really, and just, and just acknowledge each other as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Laura? I agree with Shelley. We really practice 
ink was was just a word we flew around. It was incorporated in the whole process. And I just really appreciated that I got to be part of it. And um, yeah, I, I, I hope for a time where people don't feel grateful for that kind of inclusivity because it's just the standard, right? Um, it's, it, the, it's really made me mindful of how many barriers um, in academia we put up to inclusivity. Um, and, you know, we, we need better pathways for people to, to come into the world of research. Uh, you know, uh, Shaley and Lauren, you've both had a very particular experiences of university education. Um, you're such talented researchers, you know, among the most talented researchers that I've ever worked with. Um, so, you know, I think that there's a real challenge for academia to create pathways uh, into the research world because as researchers, we're missing out. You know, the world is missing out on some really important voices and contributions if we don't have a more inclusive research space. I fully agree. And uh, thank you. That's such a lovely compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's true. It's not just not just for the warm and fuzzies, you know. Like I, I have learned so much from working with both of you. Um, well, I I think that's a that's a wrap for us. Um, I should also say, you know, we've talked a lot about a research process that was really meaningful for us and I think I can speak on behalf of the group to say the process has kind of and the collaboration has been the most important thing but at the same time we've produced some uh, really strong academic outputs we've um, produced two papers uh, that are uh, under review or about to be under review with high level journals and uh, we've got uh, funding applications to continue some of this work in the future. So, you know, we, we have actually been kind of productive in a conventional academic sense, as well as being safe and collaborative and inclusive and feeling empowered. So, you know, what a project, what a team. I think that's productive. Because we did focus on self-care. Hear, hear. Mm, agreed. On behalf of the research team, I just wanted to thank um, anybody listening. And this has been such a great, meaningful process to us. Um, if you want to know more about our projects and the, um, the kind of content that, that we've been working on, uh, you can get in contact with Kate and Kate's happy to share her email now. Kate.d. 
davies, D-A-V-I-E-S, at newcastle.edu.au. And we love any opportunity to share our work and get the learnings out there. Thank you.